in New Zealand. The government there says it has come up with a unique plan to end tobacco smoking. And it begins with a lifetime ban for those 14 or younger. Can't buy smokes if you're 14 or younger. And then next year, it goes up to 15. And the year after that, 16. And so on and so forth. It means, in theory at least, 65 years after the law actually takes effect, shoppers could buy cigarettes, but only if you're 80 years old or older. Let's check the numbers in Canada. Right now, recent stats show that about 15% of Canadians currently smoke. Uh, that's the adult population, 15%. And we're talking here about smoking, not vaping. There's a difference. And a 2019 report has shown that youth smoking rates went up sharply. They had been hovering around 10%, but had gone up sharply by about 45%, up to 15.5%. And that pretty much puts youth smoking rates now in line with the adult population. So that number is going up. Do we need to do something more about it? Do we need to do, bring in something like New Zealand is looking at? Dr. Michael Chayton is a scientist at CAMH, the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health, and the Director of Research at the Ontario Tobacco Research Unit. Welcome to the program, Doctor. Hi, thank you for having me here today. What's your top-line analysis of what New Zealand's doing? I think this is a really exciting and uh, groundbreaking proposal. It's a comprehensive strategy to uh, end the tobacco epidemic caused by uh, commercial cigarettes. And, and it is access to teenagers, that's where we need to start? I think it's one part of, of the solution. Um, to me, some of the more exciting parts of it are uh, the proposal to uh, uh, reduce nicotine in, in cigarettes to nominal levels, so essentially take out nicotine from cigarettes. Um, as well as to uh, uh, as as well as to limit the number of, of retailers who sell tobacco, uh, to remove uh, things like filters, uh, to improve the uh, the environment, um, to uh, and uh, along with a whole host of other conditions that uh, help support people uh, move away from uh, cigarettes. So it's it's not just the age restriction that you think is the most interesting or perhaps the, uh, the most innovative here. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's certainly one of the things that uh, we've been talking about um, in in tobacco control for a number of years, um, and it's really exciting to see them move forward with this proposal, and in conjunction with some of those other uh, proposals to uh, again take nicotine out of cigarettes, uh, to uh, support uh, at smokers quitting, uh, that uh, really make this feasible, and uh, I think with high likelihood of success. Researchers have lamented that all of the gains that we've made over the last 20 years in tamping down youth smoking rates seem to have just kind of, if you'll pardon the bad pun, gone up in smoke. Why, why is that? What's the reason behind it? Well, I mean, I think that there are there are different surveys and different ways of looking at youth, and and uh, some of the uh, some I think of, of 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 the changes in youth smoking might be temporary. Um, that we have made incredible strides in reducing smoking amongst youth since uh, in the last twenty years. Uh, it used to be that uh, over twenty percent of a youth were smoking daily. This is uh, youth in grade sevens to twelve in schools. 
And now that's uh, daily smoking is down to uh, 2%. Uh, It's an incredible reduction. There are still many youth who do smoke, but that number overall has come down uh, dramatically. We see in young adults, there had been an increase in in smoking and that had been concerning. And that has also started to level off. Uh, But the numbers of people who do smoke, both youth and and adults, uh, uh, there are still millions of Canadians uh, who continue to smoke, um, and that's leading to 45,000 deaths a year uh, due to cigarette smoking. My high schooler is uh, in grade 11 and and talks about uh, the the epidemic of vaping in the school bathrooms, and it's a a big issue at that school. How, How do you factor in vaping to all of this? I think vaping is a, a, I mean, it's a really complex topic. Um, And what we've seen in Canada, the way that we've introduced vaping is leading to uh, increased use among youth, that we've seen the number of youth who who, uh, are using and using vaping regularly increase dramatically over the past uh, four or five years. And uh, but those vaping products, which are less harmful than cigarettes, uh, they have a little bit. They're certainly uh, not harmless, but they are way less harmful than cigarettes. Uh, we haven't seen those reach uh, the people who we would like to use the the adult smokers to use them as a way of quitting. And I think the New Zealand proposal uh, is a way of, of highlighting the, the possibilities of using uh, vaping, not for a recreational product for use, but for a way of helping people quit. This is the product that it will have nicotine uh, that will continue to remain on the market in New Zealand. And it is if for people who are have otherwise have issues quitting, uh, that is uh, a remaining source of nicotine. That's an important part of the New Zealand strategy. And I think it it, it shifts the focus from uh, vaping as this uh, recreational product to one that is uh, focused on um, helping people quit. And, and I think that will, that makes it a much more um, from a public health perspective, far more beneficial uh, than uh, um, uh, something that uh, kids want to do and get addicted to. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Thank you so much. Appreciate you joining us today, Doctor. You're welcome. Thank you. That is Dr. Michael Chayton, who is a scientist at the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health and the Director of Research at the Ontario Tobacco Research Unit, talking about a series of proposals in New Zealand to try uh, and stem youth smoking, Uh, and a bunch of different ideas there. Very interesting.